Our reading this morning comes from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, 8, and 9. And then we'll skip to verse 17, which will be the focus for our passage uh, this morning. It will be the focus for our sermon. So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, 8, 9, and then we'll skip to verse 17. I commence reading. Remember your leaders, those who who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. And now I'll skip to verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this morning to share your word, Lord. I pray that uh, the meditation of my heart and the words of my lips be pleasing in your sight and in your hearing, Lord. And I pray that what is shared this morning will be shared for your glory, for the conviction of sin, and for the strengthening of the saints. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Biblical insights on leadership are on high demand today. The late, great Miles Monroe was a well-known author, speaker, and writer on the subject of leadership. He was so successful that he became a millionaire pastor of his home church in the Bahamas. In fact, he traveled across the globe sharing insights on leadership with heads of state, big-time CEOs, and other church leaders. Currently, John C. Maxwell is one of the most sought-after authors and speakers on this subject. His books have sold millions of copies across the world. Willow Creek Community Church hosts the Global Leadership Summit every year with thousands in attendance and thousands more watching across the world. People pay thousands of dollars and millions of kwacha to hear more on the subject of leadership. However, leaders need followers. Otherwise, they are just individuals with good ideas. It is interesting to note that the contemporary literature on leadership is incredibly vast, but the literature on following is disproportionately small. Following has no great seminars, no big authors. Miles Monroe, John Maxwell, and Willow Creek try to present leadership with biblical insight, but the Bible does not only have much to say on leadership, it also has a lot to say on following. So today, we will explore biblical insights on following as found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 13, verse verse 17, which says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. The book of Hebrews was written by an unknown author to Jewish Christians. The time of writing, sometime before A.D. 70, 
Rome was heavily persecuting Christians, but it tolerated Judaism. So the temptation for these Jewish Christians was to go back to the safety and comforts of Judaism in order to avoid the hardships and persecutions of Christianity. The author purposed to encourage this group of Christians by showing them that Jesus Christ, the center of the Christian faith, is superior to everything that Judaism comprises of. He makes a systematic argument that Moses, the angels, the temple, the priests and Levites, and the sacrifices are shadows, all pointing to Jesus Christ, the true reality. Now, in the final part of the book, the latter part of the book, in chapter 13, the author assumes that his argument for Christ has really hit home, that the audience have been convinced, and they're going to press on in their faith. So, if they are to continue in their faith, they must live in a community that is productive and supportive. This is the subject matter of chapter 13. Thus, in this particular chapter, the author, being a leader himself, provides imperatives for followers in relation to their leaders. The author's point is that for the Christian community to persevere through the hardships that they are going through, followers must understand and execute their role. So the title for the message today is Good Followers Energize Effective Leadership. Good Followers Energize Effective Leadership. We're going to look at four truths to following found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Four truths to following. The first, followers must follow. This is found in verse 17a, and it reads very plain and clear. Obey your leaders and submit to them. This is a crystal clear imperative. If we, if we have leaders, we need followers. We cannot have leaders without followers. A group of people cannot achieve its goal or progress in its objectives if nobody in the group becomes a follower. Everyone must submit to the leader. It is just as important for followers to know their place as it is for leaders. The author states that following means to obey and submit. The word for obey here means to obey after thoughtful consideration. In other words, to be persuaded. So we should listen to our leaders, give them a chance to be heard, and consider what they say. Next, submit here means to yield to instruction. In modern culture, no one wants to submit. It is in fashion to be a leader. Everyone is in the business of leadership. In fact, to be submissive may be seen as being weak. But consider Jesus Christ. God incarnate, the great king, is the greatest example of true humility. The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 8 states, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient 
to the point of death, even death on a cross. Brothers and sisters, if Jesus, who is the exact representation of God, humbled himself, then who are you to refuse? If he submitted to a humiliating death, death on a cross, then who are you to refuse to submit to your leaders? Christ is the person who we are all striving to be like. The Holy Spirit is at work in your life right now, transforming you into the likeness of Christ. So if you are a true Christian, if you really are in Christ, then you will first be eager to obey and submit before you want to lead. It seems in this day and age that it is in fashion to be rebellious and critical of authority. You are admired by your peers when you have the guts to stand up to disobey your leaders. Everyone wants to be the next Nelson Mandela. <laughs> In a corrupt and fallen world with injustices like we have, it makes sense to stand up against the status quo. But in the body of Christ, the church, the status quo that the Lord Jesus and the apostles laid is not to be abandoned, nor is it to be questioned. One of the keys to the church's effectiveness is to preserve the doctrine of Christianity and continue the practical life that comes as a result of that doctrine. We are the guardians of the gospel. The moment we begin to question it and drift away from it, the closer we get to heresies. And before you know it, an entire generation will not have heard the gospel, will not know Jesus Christ, because a few good individuals, so to speak, decided to question the gospel, decided to get cocky. Now, there is another form of disobedience, which is doing nothing, by which I mean laziness. Our leaders advise us to read our Bibles, fellowship regularly, and to take our Christianity into our daily lives. But how many of you on a Sunday morning Barely two hours after the sermon, you have completely forgotten what you heard. What about when you go into your regular routine during the week, meeting up with friends, work, school? Do you do what your leaders advise you to do, which is to take your Christianity there too? If you don't do what your leaders do, what your leaders tell you to do, then you are being disobedient. They have done their role. But you must do yours, which is to follow. Followers must follow. The author has given us an imperative here to follow. But he will now give us the reasons, which brings us to the second truth to following. Following, must benef sorry, following benefits our spiritual well-being. Following benefits our spiritual well-being. This is found in verse 17b which says, for they are keeping watch over your souls. So I'll read from verse 17a. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. We should obey our leaders because they are guarding our spiritual progress in this life. God has purpose that his plan for the church be carried out through the body of believers with the leaders. Our spiritual nourishment and edification is possible when we have good leaders over us. The Apostle Paul, again, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, states, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints 
for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Here, we see that God designed His church to have leaders and those who follow the leaders so that we are equipped for ministry, built up, united in faith and knowledge of Christ, mature and become more and more Christ-like. Following our leaders is for our own good. To make this point clearer, a few years ago I was getting my driver's license, so I went to a driving school, and the driving school administrator had appointed an instructor over me. Now, this particular instructor was very vocal. He used to shout at me a lot, even for the little things. Sometimes I thought I wasn't wrong, but I got shouted at. It got to a point where I just felt like I want to tell him off and do what I want. You know, just leave me, let me drive. I was tired of being treated as if the only thing I could move was a tricycle. <laughs> Those of you who've gone through driving school, you know what I mean. But if I decided to ignore him and do what I wanted, I would not have been prepared for the practical driving exam that he was actually training me for. I would have failed my exam and wasted over 100,000 kwacha. The instructor was placed over me by the school to ensure that my driving skills get to a level where I can become a certified driver. So I swallowed my pride and I followed him. I listened to him. I took the shouting because I knew that he was preparing me for success. He was preparing me to succeed. In the same way, your leaders have been placed over you by God to ensure your spiritual growth in this life. Disobedience means you lose out. So listen to them. Take them seriously. Earlier in verse 9, Hebrews chapter 13 states, Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. The point is clear that leaders are to make sure you are taught sound doctrine. They ensure that you are taught the word of God straight from scripture that is sharper than any double-edged sword with the power to change your lives. This is how they are watching over you. Remember, the doctrines that we are exposed to have eternal consequences. This leads to the third truth about following found in this passage. Following has eternal consequences. Following has eternal consequences consequences. This is found in verse 17c, which says, as those who will have to give an account. So I'll read from verse 17a. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. The question is, an account to who? God will hold our leaders accountable for how they lead us, for what they make us follow. The eternal consequences in this context are for the leaders. We have talked about our role as followers. Now you will see that your actions affect your leaders eternally. Our leaders will have to answer to God on how they lead us. Some will be eternally rewarded, while others will lose rewards. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 to 17 says, Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. 
each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy. You are that temple. In this passage, Paul first warns leaders in the church that their work will be tested. But then he reminds believers that together we are the temple being built. So the leaders are the ones who are building on the foundation and their work will be tested. If a headmaster walks into a classroom in his school and he finds the students noisily running about not doing their work and the teacher is in there, he will call out that teacher and reprimand him because the behavior of the students is a reflection of that teacher's leadership skills. Likewise, whenever we interact with our leaders, let us remember that our actions reflect on them in the eyes of God. We should treat them well, knowing that today they give us spiritual nourishment, but tomorrow they have access to an eternal inheritance because of us. What a delight it will be for believers and leaders to receive their heavenly rewards. Which brings me to the final truth found in this passage about following. Following must bring joy to our leaders. Following must bring joy to our leaders. This is found in verse 17d. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Leaders enjoy their roles when people around them allow them to lead. It is so rewarding for leaders when they see people grow in their faith because of all the labor that the leaders put into it. The Apostle Paul commends the church in Thessalonica on their maturity. He says in 2 Thessalonians 1 verses 3 to 4, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. Brothers and sisters, leaders take great joy and pride in seeing our progress. They see that their labor is not in vain. Paul says that he boasts about the Thessalonians. Now, contrast this to Paul's admonition to the Galatian Christians who doubted Paul's credentials and started following a heretical doctrine. Paul says in Galatians 3 verse 1 to these Christians, he says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? This was painful for Paul. Our leaders feel agony when we make leading difficult for them. The word for groaning used by the author of Hebrews here means to groan inwardly without external expression. In other words, we can kill our leaders from the inside out. 
Have you been intentional in making your leader's role a joy for them? Or have you been making them groan, dying from the inside out? Being a leader is a highly stressful position. It is a highly stressful role, very demanding. And it gets worse when followers are not compliant or supportive. Are you like the Thessalonian Christians? Or are you like the foolish Galatians? Let us not make our leaders groan over us. The author makes it very clear that it is of no advantage to us. We will not experience the spiritual growth that we ought to if we are in a very dysfunctional relationship with our leaders. So let's support them. Buy your leader a birthday card. Thank him for his role in your life. But most importantly, respond to his admonitions, his challenges, and exhortations. Because these are from God for your benefit, for your growth, that you may become more and more like Jesus Christ. That is what sanctification is for in this life. In conclusion, we have seen the importance of followers for an effective and growing body of believers. We may not be experiencing the same persecutions that the original audience were experiencing, but in Malawi today, the church has the task of spreading the gospel to this nation that is suffering from corruption, HIV-AIDS, pressure from non-believing communities to conform to non-biblical standards, and the creeping in of the prosperity gospel and materialism in our churches. If we are to succeed as a community of believers, followers play a vital role. Followers must know and execute their role. Good followers energize effective leaders. Good followers energize effective leaders and leadership. The author of Hebrews expressed this by giving four truths to following. First, followers must follow. Second, following benefits our spiritual well-being. Third, following has eternal consequences. And fourth, following must bring joy to our leaders. I trust that you have been challenged so that when you go back to your churches and your Bible fellowships, you will understand and execute your role for the success of the body of believers. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for the message that was delivered. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us to understand our role as followers, to execute our role as followers, Lord, that we may walk in obedience and submission to those who you have placed over us. Trust, you trusted them, Lord God, to take care of us in this life. And Lord, we pray that you help us in this, for it is not easy, Lord, for human beings to interact with one another in a loving relationship. But we know, Lord God, that through your spirit, that is possible. And so we ask, Lord, for your guidance in this. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.